Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo, Wobbly Wow, Ben and Mariah. Ah, wow, wow, wow. With Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah. Nailed it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. That you have just heard is my brand new intro from a very dear friend of mine. She's created three hilariously funny intros for me, uh, which I'm going to be using going forward. So, uh, you know, as the weeks go by, I'll change them up and you'll uh, you'll hear all three of them. But they're hilariously funny. Um, I literally cried laughing when she sent them through to me. And in the very first version, she had um, called Thomas Timothy, which was my old plant many, many years ago that I used to have in an office that I worked in. Um, and this friend in particular worked with me in that office. So she knew she knew Timothy very well. And then when she sent me the song, I was like, his name's not Timothy, it's Thomas. It was really, really funny. Um, you have to excuse me this week. I am a little bit sick. <clears throat> and I'm going to try my very hardest not to cough on the podcast. But I still wanted to put one out for you this week. I know I've got some really dedicated listeners. And I really appreciate all of you. And I didn't want to let any of you guys down and not actually put a podcast out. But I am a little bit unwell. So please bear with me. I was going to have some guests coming on starting from this week. But with all the absolute world mayhem with coronavirus, it's probably best. I've, I've got a bit of a cold. Um, I don't think it's coronavirus. I really don't. I don't think I've got all the right symptoms for it. And I've got a bit of like a sort of runny nose. So, and that's not one of the symptoms of corona. Um, but I'd rather just self-isolate at the moment and stay by myself and not have any guests on. So please excuse my... My really, really rough voice this week. Um, and I'm gonna, as I said, I'm going to try not cough on the on the call. But I really don't think it's corona. I think it's just a bit of a cold. Um, so I'm not feeling 100%. But I am self-isolating and making sure I don't leave the house and sort of make anybody else ill. Um, but what I would like to suggest is, you know, if, you're, if you have any elderly neighbors at the moment um, and you're able, capable and healthy-bodied, is maybe offer to get them some some groceries at the moment offer to get them some supplies so that they're not putting themselves at risk and going to the stores at the moment um i would i'd have offered both my neighbors but being ill um i don't think it's best that i sort of go near any of them at the moment so i just do a good deed for people in this absolute time of crisis right now i think we're all we're all a little bit uncertain we're all a little bit unstable um i don't want to harp on it but i'm going to give some advice this week um, on things to uh, ways to stay positive in a crisis I think you know we're all we're all very uns unsure we don't really know what's going on and I think the first thing we've got to do is just to, s to slow down um, you know if possible let's not overreact immediately let's just calm a little bit don't don't panic uh, you know when you're a little bit patient you you're a bit more clear-headed a little bit clear-minded um, so ask yourself, you know, is this really going to matter in a year from now? Is it going to matter from two years from now? I know that the immediate reaction right now for all of us is a bit of panic. Um, but step yourself back if you can from the situation and just understand that although it's a major crisis at the moment, it is something that's going to pass. Um, you know, so we've got we've got to try and stay positive. Uh, when there's stressful situations like we have at the moment, there's so many your head's going to go in a thousand directions. You're going to overthink. The media is completely overplaying everything that's going on. 
Um, you know, I think we've all, we all see the negativity of it right now, but you've got to keep your mindset from wondering and try and remain calm if you can. You know, imagining the worst case scenario is not always the best solution for your mental health right now as well. So instead of sticking on the on the negative thoughts, think about something positive. You know, you get a, get a small moment in your life that you can bond with your families. You can stay at home, spend time with your loved ones. I've got Thomas to keep me great company. For those of you who knows my plant, um, and just you know, spend spend the quality moments that you can. Think about the good behind this, rather than um, you know that the world is possibly ending. <laughs> So, and then never do the what ifs. I mean, I understand that your brain's immediately going to go like, what if, you know, we all sort of perish and die and, you know, our loved ones die from this coronavirus. But um, thinking about the worst case scenario is not going to help you and to stay calm and to stay positive. So there's a line of questioning that creates panic, that creates us to force, that makes us forced to think about situations that are obviously the worst case scenario. But what ifing right now, when none of us know the outcome, is not helping any of the situation. And if anything, it's just going to make it worse for you. It's going to really struggle with your mental health. I had a friend that put a, a comment on Facebook today, and I thought it was quite, um, quite an empowering comment. And she just kind of said to, to all of her friends, um, can you please stop, you know, clickbaiting all the negative stuff that's coming up from the newspapers and rather just put something positive on your page right now. We all need a little bit of positivity. And I thought that that was a really great post to put up and sort of be like, come on, guys, let's find something good that's going on right now when we're all going through something that's quite serious and quite traumatic together as well. So I really quite like that. I thought that was a really good, um, good post to put. And then, of course, you know, when you're going through things like this, the best thing you can do right now is take care of your body, take care of your health. I, I say that with a cold, so <laughs> I probably need to take my own advice on this one. But you'll be better equipped to handle a, a, a crisis if you're in good health. So try and eat a little bit healthier. Don't eat all the junk food. Don't eat all the snacks. I know we're at home. All We're all sort of, you know, sitting at home more hours than we normally do, and our routines are all changing. But try and keep a health, healthy, balanced diet. Um, try and get some exercise and try and get a lot of sleep. Sleep's really important for you right now. Um, and exercise levels help with stress hormones and it helps the body to function at, at the best peak that it can. So improve your uh, improve your health and increase, you know, it helps your system. It's going to help you stay calmer. It's going to increase your self-control, your memory, and your emotional intelligence as well. So it's really important to like get moving, get your body moving, uh, you know, do things around the house that are going to help you move around a little bit, and try and limit your caffeine. You know, caffeine, when you're in the middle of a dire situation, uh, you know, you, you're tempted to run and grab a cup of coffee, but coffee triggers adrenaline, which gives you a quicker burst of energy and physical strength. Um, but it also doesn't help when you're stressed out and when there's a lot going on like we have at the moment everything's a bit a little bit heightened and everything's micro aware of everything going on us at the moment having the extra caffeine or energy drinks is really not good for you it's best to just hydrate your body stay hydrated and drink as much water as you can and if you're really struggling phone a friend phone a mentor you know being able to discuss a, a stressful situation with somebody close to you is going to help you and be able to just verbalize the way you're feeling so if somebody if you're emotionally struggling 
with all the stress of everything going on at the moment is have a have a talk with somebody somebody that you trust somebody that you love if you have nobody to talk to you can talk to me you can get hold of me through my social media you can dm me on my facebook page just james podcast you can find me on my instagram page just james podcast which is just underscore james underscore podcast if you have any questions or queries or you just want somebody to talk to I'm always here for you as well. So, And it will help you stay grounded if you have somebody to talk to. And it will help you with your stress and your anxiety. So as you try and explain the way you're feeling in a situation to your friends or your loved ones, it's sometimes really good just to do that and just feel that you can talk to somebody. So reach out. And of course, if you really are struggling, disconnect from the situation at the moment. Turn the news off. Turn your, your social media off. Start reading all the negativity that's going on at the moment, even if it's just for an hour, two hours at the absolute maximum. And give yourself something to do outside of this you know, emotional dilemma. And once you've given yourself a small break, you can approach it with a, just a calmer, fresher approach as well, which is really good for you. And um, you know, find a way to, to develop a coping mechanism as well. So if you meditate, meditating is a really good thing to do. Take a small walk, do an exercise class, just do something that'll take you away from the situation. And I know that a lot of us have been sort of questioning why there's this panic buying of toilet paper at the moment. And I saw something from a consumer behaviorist, um, Dr. Rowan Miller, and he was talking to the BBC recently. And his opinion was, was quite interesting. I quite liked the thoughts on it because my thing is why the toilet paper? And I jokingly said the other day that I bet you one store had a lack of a delivery at, you know, one of the delivery companies messed up, they forgot to place an order, a store manager wasn't in, and there was no toilet papers on the shelves. And immediately the world went, oh my God, we need toilet paper. And that's been my sort of running joke for about a week now. But it's actually, according to um, this Dr. Miller, is that people make sure that they have comfort, comforts in their life when there's a crisis. And at the moment, we don't know how long this is going to happen for so i think things like toilet paper people bulk buy along with it with the absolute necessities so we don't know how long you're going to be stuck at home you don't know how long you're going to need things and the first thing you think is well what are the necessities you need to survive literally on your own for weeks on end and toilet paper it doesn't matter if it's just the lowest of the survival item it's you know things like food and water are more important but people cling to a standard that they're used to. So the first thing you think of is, oh my God, if I'm stuck at home for three weeks, what happens if I need the loo? And thing, and that's why they they grab these um these essentials. So things that create preparation, like like you know, with a natural disaster, you can sort of prepare for things. You can go around and need food, I need that. But with this situation at the moment, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. We we're preparing a sense of control, I think, in a way. Um, so we, we're panic buying because we, we're trying to sort of create a bit of comfort at home. People are, t- are clearing up the shelves because they feel like if they, if they have control of what's in the kitchen, they're going to feel a little bit better about the situation. But the problem is as well is that panic buying invokes panic buying. So the, one, the minute one person panic bought, the world started panic buying because everybody's panic buying. And then, of course, the media draws attention to it and goes, everybody's buying toilet paper. So what is the first thing you do? You run out and buy toilet paper. Sorry, I'm going to cough. <coughs> My apologies about the coughing. Um, 
So we're, we're mimicking each other's panic behavior because it's panic behavior. So it's a bit of like FOMO. You know, you've got this fear of missing out. What happens if everybody else has it and you don't? So you run out and do the exact same thing that everybody else is doing as well. So I, my, you know, there's always the, the concept that there's people that just can't afford to panic buy right now and are literally living on the day-to-day essentials, including the elderly. And if we can just calm down a little bit, calm our farms, and just rationalize and realize that we're not going to run out of stuff, the stores will be able to deal with it a little bit more. Um, I mean, if you look at Italy, they're on complete lockdown, but their stores are still open, the store shelves are still full, There's the, people aren't panic buying, and they're on absolute lockdown. And it allows the economy to just tick over and for anybody to get what they need. So let's all be a little bit more conscious of what we're getting, guys, and just try and help each other out a little bit and help everybody. You know, if you're panic buying everything, the guys that really do need something are not going to have it. So I'd like to just ask you to be a little bit more conscious. Um, but now while we're all sitting at home, there's obviously a lot of things. The first thing you do is go, oh my gosh, I'm so excited I can catch up on Netflix. And within about seven hours, you're like, oh my God, I'm so tired of Netflix. I've seen everything. Um, so I was looking at things that you could do to stay occupied. And one of the things you can do is, is um, spring clean. You can actually clean out all your cupboards that you haven't done for a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, take advantage of the moment to just, you know, pull everything out, clean everything out, put everything back nicely. Studies have shown that stress, uh, that cleaning can help reduce stress and anxiety levels. So in this time at the moment when we're all really conscious of germs and dust and all this of coronavirus, if we clean out our homes and make them nice and sparkly clean, it's going to really help um, keep us clean as well because our homes are going to be nice and clean. Put some music on, pull out the sponges, get the kids involved, you know, get everybody involved, and you'll feel so much better with a nice clean like house for the year. Um, you can also start creating something. You know, it's a really good time to start a new project, to be really creative, paint something, you know, um, draw, make a necklace, start a DIY project. You could create a puzzle, do like a 4,000 piece puzzle, stay nice and busy. Um, if you're really looking for things and crafts to do, you can look on Pinterest. There's always good ideas there. Um, and try and be a little bit creative. It's really good for your mental health and it's going to keep the kids busy as well. Those of you that have kids and for those of you like myself who are just a forever kid, then it, it's a really good thing to sort of keep keep you busy and occupied. Um, you know, you could always go back to Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hey You, all the shows. Sorry, these are the only ones in the UK. I know, I know I've got listeners all over the world, but I'm sure you've got your own sort of programs that you can watch shows on. And uh, watching shows is always something that will keep you really occupied. I'm sort of I'm down to the bottom of the barrel of shows at the moment because I, I do tend to watch quite a lot of series anyway. Um, and I've seen pretty much most of them, uh, well, it feels like most of them at the moment. But I keep saying that and then suddenly finding a show and getting getting caught, stuck into it. So there's certainly things I can still watch as well. Um, and do the things that you've been meaning to do. You know, we constantly put off stuff in our house. You know, we, we, you've been putting off mowing the lawn for the last two weeks. You've been putting off um, writing a novel, you know, doing a short course. I mean, there's some really great cost-effective courses online you could do. Do something that's going to keep your brain occupied as well. Um, I would always recommend video chatting with your loved ones. You know, people you can't spend time with your friends. 
but you could actually do a video chat with all of your friends, all of your family, your elderly family as well. Don't forget everybody that's a little bit elderly that are being that can't have any visitors at the moment. You know, FaceTime them, Skype them, Facebook chat them. You can do whatever whatever medium you find best for you. But um, you know, even if you all just drink a bottle of wine in your own homes and you can spend time on a chat together. Um, FaceTime while you're having dinner so that you all have dinner together. There's so many things you can do to stay occupied with your family um, and your loved ones that not everybody is lonely at this, this really difficult time. Um, and taking self-care of yourself at the moment is really important. So create like even your own spa experience. Make yourself a homemade face mask, you know, have a nice running bath, put some music on. Just just give yourself a moment to actually feel pampered and loved at the moment. Um, you know, if you want, make yourself a little spa and then afterwards have your favorite meal ready for yourself. You know, put some nice soft music on. You just do something that's going to calm your system down as well. Um, and just give yourself a little bit of pampering that you need. And get moving. Go out, you know, I know we're not supposed to be going to sort of crowded areas, but you can still go for a walk. You know, you can still do exercises at home. YouTube has so many uh, thousands and thousands of workout classes that you could do. Even if it's just for five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You know, there's so many things you can do to just sort of help keep your body moving and keep your mind busy as well. Um, so that's something that you guys can do. But I'm not going to talk about any more doom and gloom now. I think we there's so many things touching on the coronavirus that... I just don't really want to talk about it anymore. I feel like it's done and dusted. Um, but anyway, going back to last week's episode, I mentioned that I was going on a very busy brunch. And I'm not going to mention the restaurant that we went to, but it was the most horrendous experience we've ever had. Um, we waited 40 minutes. We, once we arrived, the table wasn't ready for us, which is fair enough. But bear in mind that our busy brunch was at 4.30 in the afternoon. It wasn't like 11 a.m. peak hour, you know, 2 o'clock peak hour. We were, we were there at a late late time. So they finally seated us. Uh, they put us in the bar for a little bit. They then seated us. We then waited 40 minutes for service. They eventually had to ask somebody to come and serve us. And I suspect that the person serving us was probably like a trainee. They didn't really know what they were doing because we asked for one bottle of bread, which is the Merlot. Goes for one bottle of white, can't remember what that one was. And he physically had to take the menu from us with our finger showing which wine it was so that he could put it into his little um, iPad. And then, um, you know, we, because we've been waiting so long, we, we placed a food order. So we did two sharing platters. One was a fondue, like a cheese fondue. And the other was sort of like a, like a meat board, which had like chorizos and, you know, little bits and bobs on it. Because by this stage, we're now like, we weren't actually even hungry anymore. And then with the fondue, we said, could we have the extra crispy bacon? So off the way it goes. And within probably about three minutes, we get this random plate with three pieces of bacon on it. But the bacon looked like it had been sitting underneath like a heat lamp for a really long time and almost gone like yellow. And they put this little plate of bacon down on our table and walked off. And then the wine took about 15 minutes later. And this whole time, these little three pieces of bacon had been sitting on our table. So when the person came back with the wine, we are like, can you take this monstrosity of bacon away from us? Firstly, we don't understand what it's for. She's like, yeah, I was also very confused as to why they asked me to bring this out. 
So we were like, this is, yeah, please could you take it away? So about 20 minutes later, we then get our food. Now, firstly, the fondue was not a fondue. It was a bowl of cheese and a couple of like squares of, of bread. It was horrendous. It didn't even taste good at all. It was really oily. It was not a fondue. And they returned the bacon, this horrendous bacon. And because we knew that it was this horrendous yellow color, all they did was switch it into a different bowl so it looked like a different bacon. And then the, the, the platter, which had the meat in it, you could see the hummus on the side of it had been sitting for a really long time because it sort of had that like orangey skin it gets on the top of hummus. And it was the most horrendous meal we've ever received. Anyway, we proceed to have a couple of bottles of wine. We're chatting. We're sort of spending time with the girls. You know, all of us are carrying on. And then the bill arrives. And when the bill arrived, they charge us £3.50 for that bacon monstrosity, which was meant to be an add-on to the fondue for probably a pound. Um, and, of course, then we just decided to call the manager over. And we just said, look, you know, we don't want to cause any trouble. We don't want to start anything. But we just want to give you really constructive criticism and sort of gave a breakdown as to, as to what had happened over the course of our meal. And the fact that this, this is quite a famous chain of restaurants, and we've um, frequent a couple of the other chains this is we couldn't get into our sort of local haunts and went to this one and it was just really not a really great example to to the restaurant and I must say the waiter uh, the waiter the manager was really great about the situation and he did very kindly remove the bacon off there and the service charge and a bottle of wine which was very nice of him and we sort of left as happy as happy cats and sort of carried on with our night um but yeah, so brunch was was not as successful as we had hoped it was going to be. But it was just certainly one of those weekends where I really didn't add up because I drank so much wine with my girlfriends this weekend. It's insane. Uh, Friday night I had a girlfriend come over for a movie night. And we ended up drinking three bottles of wine between the two of us. And then on the Saturday night, uh, between three of us drinking red wine, we drank seven bottles of wine. So quite honestly, I'm not actually surprised I'm a little bit sick this week, to be honest, because I think we partied like rock stars over the weekend. And it was just shocking. I can't believe I actually drank that much. It's, I don't know who I think I am. I'm definitely not an adult under any steam. But anyway, last week's conundrum. Let's get on to that. And I'm going to give a shout out to Michelle from Oregon. I know some of you that, that I said I'm not going to give a shout out to the last time. We're really disappointed I didn't shout out to you. So going forward, I'm going to, Michelle, you were the very first person to come back with me with the very right answer. Congratulations. I was very impressed. And you must have done it as soon as you listened to the podcast, because I don't think my podcast had been out for more than two hours before you DM me on Instagram about the answer. So congratulations. Uh, last week's conundrum was a man walked into her room and there were three doors. The first door had a sign which read Lion's Den. The second door had a sign which read Mountaintop. The third door had no sign. Yet the man knew exactly where it went. How is that possible? And the answer to that is the third door is the door that the man entered in through. So well done, Michelle. Very proud of you. Good luck for this week, guys. I hope um, you come back to me with some answers. I will start shouting out to you um, if you get them right and whoever comes back to me first with the right answer. So this week's conundrum, <coughs> sorry, I'm going to cough again, um, is what is made of water, but if you put it I'm going to start that again. What is made of water, but if you put it into water, it will die? So I'll say that again. What is made of water, but if you put it into water, it will die? So good luck, guys. Let me know what you think. So 
as I mentioned, I've got a little bit of a cold. So I'm going to end this podcast a little bit early this week, guys. I hope you don't mind. It's um, it's a bit crazy out there at the moment. And I, I'm trying so hard not to cough on my podcast. I, don't, I really don't want to do that to you guys. So let's ha- make this one a really short week. And next week, I will really make up for it and hopefully have a guest for you next week. I'm so sorry I couldn't do it for you this week. But as I mentioned, I'd rather just stand a little bit of self-isolation right now, um, not make anybody else ill, and hopefully this little cold will pass. But I really don't think it's coronavirus. I don't have most of the symptoms, but um, I just think I have picked up a bit of a cold as well. So I'm going to leave you with the, with the motivational quote for this week, is that there are no limits to what you can accomplish, except the limits you place on your own thinking. So good luck, guys. I hope you have a really safe week. I hope you're self-isolating with your family. If you're in the service industry or having to go to work, please be safe. Please be careful out there. I wish you such a great week. Dream of puppies, everybody. Goodbye.